0: Job. Let's go. Look at me, the as the stinger says this is blade job episode 49 i am as always a host steve Carley. with me today as always eric marshick over from wherever he is Eric what's up buddy
1: not much almost to the big five-zero in that's the show right,
0: it's, it's kind of weird that we're going to be doing our fifth episode our 50th episode virtually but yeah that's how the year's been going so
1: that is how the year's been going it's been a crazy year I mean it's only like I feel like well I was gonna say this it, it feels like we haven't been doing a lot of episodes because we've had a bunch of crazy stuff happening but we're still we're still chugging them out but <laughs> yeah it is a, it's a crazy year with, nonetheless
0: yeah. it's funny because i mean I, I i you know throughout my uh journey on the world wide web i've come across so many like comments from 2016 and i guess if you remember 2016 was a year where like a lot of celebrities died yeah. so everyone's like oh fuck you 2016 it's the worst and i'm like dude if you had any idea yeah. what the hell is coming your and way like bowie died what 20 20- yeah, I think Prince was around that time, and it was just like a bad yeah. year for celebrity deaths. But I'm like, okay, but well this is a, a bad year for people dying. Period. Yes. So, <laughs> good God. Well, the good thing is we are coming back with another wrestling episode. So,
1: yeah, we haven't done. A, this is our first remote wrestling episode we've attempted, and we've I think we figured it out. That's kind of why we took a week off. We took a week off for a number of reasons, but one of them was just you know straight tech reasons for us too. We kind of used.
0: Uh, yeah, we're always growing and always yeah. adapting. Uh, a side note, speaking of Prince, you got a nice purple rain shirt I'm seeing do. from our Skype view. Now that I can see you, it feels so close to you. Look at him. It feels nice. Peeking wow, up there. <laughs> uh, if, if I could be honest with you, when Prince died, I was like, I couldn't tell you a single song from oh, Prince. Man. Like, he was just not on my radar. I know. I was in a very small minority for that, but I just... I was even even for David Bowie. I'm like I couldn't tell you a single song. It's just not my kind of music. So I mean, you know, everyone's like, oh, "Oh, terrible," and I'm like, "Yeah, it sucks. I just couldn't tell you a thing about him." But hey, when Philip Seymour Hoffman died, that was my jam. That sucked. You could damn, tell him.
1: So. You could tell a thing or two about him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I sure could, buddy. Uh, so yeah, let's get some quick house, you know, housekeeping okay. done. So Eric, what are we what are we covering today? This this is a big one. Yeah, we're it's covering
1: uh, Undertaker. First Big Boss Man um, I'll, 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 give it a, I'll give it a little bit of time before I really kind of explain why we're covering it but um, this, is the f- this is a pretty infamous match from Wrestlemania 15 uh, that's Wrestlemania 1999 height of WWF um, but yeah we're going to be covering a Hell in a Cell match that they have together um, we got a couple Blade Jobs and a hell of a surprise at the end <laughs>
0: Yeah, really, let's see, 1989, uh, Fight Club, uh, The Matrix was that year, that was actually a pretty good year for movies, so. Yeah, that's, um Those are the two big ones, I mean, there are many other big ones I don't really care to go into, so anyway. We're heading into like um, the
1: new metal scene of music, that's we're heading right. into the Paris this is Hilton also, dynasty, it's, it's an interesting well, time we're heading into.
0: This was boy band territory, this is Hit Clips, remember Hit Clips from McDonald's? Yeah, I do. Yes, yeah, so that was, uh, I, for, the, for the record, I turned nine that year, so I know that's kind of our thing to tell mm. that, but Eric, have you been watching anything, any updates? Um, I mean, I got a couple of things in the notes here, I don't know about you.
1: What have I been watching? I've been watching a lot of it, it, you know, Seinfeld. I know it's not really okay. a horror All or
0: right. wrestling related. Well, um, none of the, neither of the two things that I have are, are horror wrestling related, but they're still topical. Yeah, really, yeah. So. I mean, I, I've been watching a little wrestling
1: you know, we just—I I, don't—you know—we we we just had backlash, um, an NXT pay-per-view a couple mm. weekends ago. Uh, new Japan's doing the New uh, Japan Cup right now, but I'm not really following. I don't know. The, this whole pandemic has made it, and just world events have made wrestling, like watching it live, less important. I guess so. I, I, but I've been watching a lot of Everything. Seinfeld because it's light and it's familiar. <laughs>
0: Everything is less impactful, and less important. I think yeah. this year, you know. I mean, I haven't been in the movies since March eighth, and I feel like oh, I, don't, no. I, don't, I don't even care. Granted, because movies don't exist right. I now saw. Anymore, yeah, I saw that your so.
1: boy Paul Glance was uh, was bringing some stuff back.
0: Was he? I think, that's good to that, no, know. I gotta look into that. Do you not?
1: Oh, I don't want to m- spread misinformation, but I believe Imagine is actually doing a uh, a um. I don't know if it's a. A black like a
0: soft. Oh no! It's like a black
1: thing. director showcase. Um, oh
0: listener, oh listener, you fucking wish you had an imaginary. Yeah, you. I'm telling you, you're missing out, man. Talk about the best bang for your buck. <laughs> Ever since I got rid of my big Twitter, and now I have a tiny Twitter where I follow like five people. I should. I have not been following him, so mm. I got to get back on my bullshit. For yeah, sure. but
1: I believe they're doing some something like that coming up. I'm not. Don't I quote will. me on that, but I believe I saw well, something like that.
0: So I'm quoting you. So it's happening. All right um So I, you know, real quick. I mean, I watched. Speaking of black directors, I know. Days, we were I, I saw about, this
1: on the thing, and I was like, "I'm going to find this is it." Steve gets his. uh He gets to do it today.
0: I get to do you it. Get- so I watched. uh <laughs> Oh, sp- actually, yeah. I kind of. I- I've had a Spike Lee, uh not a marathon, only two movies, but I finally caught up. Well, I didn't finally catch up with because it just came out. Was Defy Bloods his newest movie? Um, which I thought was pretty good. new recent Spike Lee has this weird thing where, because he's worked with with the same composer, Terrence Blanchard for many, many movies Mm -hmm. now. Uh, His dad, his own father actually used to be his composer, but he was stopped a long time ago. Anyway, Blanchard does this thing, or I guess Spike does this thing where he'll like put Blanchard's score on top of a scene that should be really intense. So then it's not that intense because you've got this kind of, um, I mean, how do you be, how do you describe Blanter's music? It's like it's not jazz, but it's like I'm gonna call it Spike Lee. I'm gonna call it Lee Jazz. It's Lee Jazz. So it's instrumental. Anyway, it just, it's
1: brassy. And, it okay. is,
0: and it just it ruins to me. It ruins. Oh. It gets a great you know. It's, w- w- when used right, it's great. But like when you put it on top of these like intense scenes, of which there are many in Defy Bloods, and it's two and a half hour long runtime i don't know to me it cheapens it he did the same thing at black klansman so i don't know what that's all about anyway i i watched that i liked it um like the like black klansman it had some parts that were incredible and then some parts that would to make you scratch your head but um moving on from that i saw do the right thing which is one of my all-time favorites mm. I've seen, i own that movie i've seen it a million times one of my all-time favorites that's what i was saying i
1: feel like it's been um, brought up maybe a dozen times and it's 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 finally the time. It's finally It is
0: unbelievably <laughs> relevant right yeah. now. It's eerie how if you watch that movie, it's like this could have been made two days ago. It's ridiculous. Um you know, I'm sure it's bittersweet for Spike Lee, who has his master masterpiece of masterpieces relevant, but not in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's just it's stupid how similar everything is back in the eighty nine to now. Yeah. So nothing's really changed, unfortunately. So um, and that's, that's really it in terms of, you know, uh, I have HBO Max now. So, so, so like you said, you've been watching Seinfeld. One of my favorite like kind of comfort food shows is um, on, C- on CNN. They have like the decade series of like the 60s and 70s. I It's some of my favorite. I love it. I you know, the history buff and me, pop culture history buff I love. So I'm just watching a bunch of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, a little bit of the 2000s. Not quite as good because it's so recently. But... I, I've
1: seen the 60s and 70s.
0: I never, I never continued uh, on.
1: Maybe they're not that the old, 80s are they? The
0: best one. No, I mean they're from like 2014 and oh, beyond, okay. I think. But um, this, I think the 80s is probably my favorite one, so I highly, highly recommend that. Also, I've been watching. Actually, I've been kind of uh, balls deep in a lot of Anthony Bourdain properties. I, I'm listening to his book right now, Kitchen Confidential. Okay. Uh, very good. And I'm watching all of his sh- his show Parts Unknown is on HBO Max. Okay. It's awesome. So. Been watching a lot of that. Anyway, that's as that's as far as I'm getting for uh, movies and TV shows I've been watching. That a whole lot of movies. I don't know. Nothing really relevant. Nothing worth. Wa- you know. Well, I guess I should say TV shows. Just those two. I mean, that's really it. So, moving on from that. Um, just real quick, some big, some news. Uh, actually, news that broke today is that a biopic on. Let me is it kill Mister? Yeah. I mean, Killed, uh, you, I
1: th- you could just say Lemmy too. I, don't, I think everybody on Earth. Would that's what know I was going to say. Who? Yeah, that's who what we're I was talking gonna say about here. About,
0: uh, yep, Motorhead. Yeah, there's, there's a biopic on him happening. It's brand new. It just you know it just broke today, so I haven't really given it its, given it its due in terms of research, but. Uh, You know, I figured that was kind of relevant to us, and then actually, so and this is interesting to me because something that has happened, and I I think we might have even mentioned this before in past episodes. Wait, before
1: before you go on, can I can I ask you? Is there anybody slated for Lemmy? Is there any new? Like, is it just like it's in production?
0: I mean, it's it's in development. You know, it's who even knows? uh, I mean, it'll be a couple years before it's out. I mean, yeah, it's just interesting
1: because Lemmy is such a. Not only, I mean, of course, interesting person, but just uh, kind of like interesting looking person.
0: <laughs> oh, which is called Lemmy. It's fun. for like
1: even like casting him. I don't even. I can't. I don't even know where to start.
0: It's called Lemmy, and it's gonna be. It's gonna be like a narrative. It's directed by Greg Oliver, who helmed the 2010 documentary Lemmy. Hmm. So it's a documentarian kind of remaking his own, adapting his own documentary into a feature, hmm. which is actually really cool. I'm into okay. that. So.
1: All right, sorry Uh, to interrupt you, but yeah, I
0: was just curious. No, no, that's good. Um, So lastly, before we can get started here, um, drive-in movie theaters are kicking ass right now. A lot of movies have been actually making, not bank because it's impossible to make bank at the drive-ins these days because there's so few of them, but uh, a lot of movies that have been kind of pulled from schedules, a lot of the distributors and studios thought, well, what the hell, we'll throw it in, you know, we'll throw it into the drive-ins. And relevant to that, Apparently, Evil Dead, Sam Raimi's Evil Dead Mm -hmm. series, is not series, Evil Dead is going to drive-in theaters, actually starting on three days from recording this ago, so June 13th, we're recording this on June 16th, so right now, as you're listening to this, you probably already missed it, but maybe not, though, so... Check out your local drive-in, <laughs> which is something I never thought I'd get to say. Which is, nice. I actually
1: work where I work over in Plymouth. I we actually like share a parking lot with that big CompuWare drive-in. If you're familiar with that over there, and I am very familiar with road. it
0: because I've been there many times.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Back Road and Five Miles. Sometimes it. I'll actually park in the very back screen for my office because I can just cut across the little uh, grassy divider to get right to my office door. So
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's right. You're we're back to work, aren't you? Oh, How's yeah. been going? Oh, it's
1: fine. I've been back to work since probably since we started recording again. I've been back to work since uh, late March. Wow. So, so it's nothing new for you. Now. Nope. Trucks are still running. Still need people to work in the warehouse, so that's true. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Eric, let's, let's dive into this main All topic. Right. We're blowing right through. this. Yeah, we Spin. did look. Yeah,
1: I guess I, I have nothing's happened with me. I've just kind of been uh, chilling.
0: Hey, man.
1: But uh, you know, it's just
0: this is you know unprecedented times. Yeah, I like saying exactly. that it's true.
1: <laughs> so I mean, you know, we're we're doing we're coming back with a wrestling episode. Um, you know, we'll get a little serious here for a second. You know, I mean, in light of news, you know, recently, you know um i wanted to get in and cover something wrestling related you know it's just i don't know stuff feels kind of serious right now um but a big reason a big thing i didn't really want to do was um as much as i would love to and i and we definitely are going to in the future cover um black wrestlers black champions some of the great matches that are probably forgotten about that are blade job approved um instead of just jumping into those on this episode Um, I didn't really want to, like, showcase, like, black violence right now, in a way, if that makes sense. Um, It does. You know, so I just, I wanted to kind of just be as cautious as possible with, you know, two white guys on a podcast. So, um, I wanted to find, so what we ended up doing is, we're covering an episode where Undertaker just fucking kills a cop. (laughs) (laughs) God bless. So, um, you know... Uh, I mean, we definitely stand for the black lives matter here. Um, we
0: will be, and black trans. Yes.
1: Thank you, Steve. And we will be covering that, um, with, you know, with more thoughtfulness and stuff. I don't want to just jump into that, you know, right away, right here. I want to be able to have a really thought out episode. Um, and you know, but then still kind of being relevant and kind of cheeky about stuff. So yeah, we're going to have an episode where undertaker kills a cop. So that'll be fun. Um,
0: it's a controversial match that is no longer controversial. Yeah, now yeah. it's like in it's courage, like weirdly so. cel-
1: It went from like controversial in the '90s to now being like I would say relatively celebrated amongst the internet wrestling community. <laughs> um, but I, I did want to point out real quick, you know, kind of while we're talking about um, uh, black wrestlers, is I've been doing a lot of I was doing a lot of research on um, black champions, black wrestlers. You know, kind of doing some research on upcoming episodes and i found this um hashtag actually called grappling with color and it's and it was pretty much trending on instagram and twitter and it goes actually through the pro wrestling historical society and they've been um going back to like literally uh pre-video days of of black wrestlers um you know going back to the early early 1900s when it was like carnival wrestling and they would have they're documenting all of these um, black wrestlers from pretty much the beginning of the, you know, quote unquote sport of professional wrestling, even back when it was legit, uh, like strongman wrestling. So, um, if anybody's interested, I mean, I highly recommend just just do a hashtag search of grappling with color, and there's so much like just insane information about all these old. I mean guys pretty much it's pretty much documenting 1900s up until about like the 1940s so kind of pre-video um black wrestling in America and in England so it's just really cool to see that being documented by guys who are pro wrestling actual historians and they're pulling up flyers and they're they're going over who won in matches so highly recommend checking that out um you know just is uh you know, something to look into. And it's uh I wish there was video of some of it, but obviously there you know, stuff's from the nineteen tens. And there was video as we know,
0: but it's funny, you're kinda of speaking my language. I was not aware of this until now, but you're talking about, you know, that's my favorite time of history yeah. is like the 1880s to 1930s around there so like i did not know this was a thing so and i love the the term grappling with, with what was it grappling with grappling color. with
1: color yeah and i mean one just I like that that's an crazy. example of one was this uh i think his name was frank cosier um he was a uh, an american black wrestler who was like back in the early 1900s he was like the, the first champ of uh, some certain belt and Um, they actually had these, like, kind of early trading cards. Um, They were actually called, like, cigarette cards. And, you know, it's just crazy seeing, like, his face on it. And it's really kind of amazing, too, that it's not... I mean, I was kind of expecting, oh, my God, like, we're going to have this uh, black, essentially, trading card from the early 1900s. And, you know, it actually was portrayed quite tastefully. (laughs) You know, it wasn't um like the stereotype of a of a caricature so i don't know and it was just there's a lot it's just very respectfully done and it's a lot of good information so um yeah i just I, i mean i'm gonna make sure we post about it on our social when this comes to but um yeah definitely check out the uh what did i say it was professional wrestling historical society and uh yeah grappling with color hashtag is just like a great way to kind of find this stuff either on um twitter or uh yep yeah you just sent it to me steve yeah this guy
0: yeah just the, one of those trading cards yeah it's very cool yeah I not know that. it's very
1: cool stuff and it's very historical and uh yeah so either twitter or instagram whatever your kind of flavor is um there's a lot of really cool deep dives you can kind of do on uh i, I would say almost lost uh you know wrestlers um who were who were of color uh through the turn of the century so I just wanted to throw that like, in.
0: I like when uh, when you have. I mean, I, I, I already forgot my memories. Charlie, I already forgot this this uh, historical society you talked about. But I do like when you kind of find these niche topics that have these historical societies mm-hmm. to kind of keep you know history alive. I thought that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Yep. It's re- good information. I'm going to be looking deeper into that because I somehow I missed that. So gra- hashtag grappling with color. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: So like I said, we'll have some actual matches probably in the future, but. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend looking into that. Um, you know, with everything going on right now. So <laughs>
0: fantastic! Let's dive in, buddy. I'm going to go ahead. So bear with us. I'm going to be sharing my screen. Yeah. We're going to be watching WrestleMania 15. Yeah. Let me go ahead and share my screen here. A little bit of taste. Uh, I won't even bother with the sound. No, I don't even need that at all. So
1: well, let's let's get into some of the pre stuff before we even jump in. So sure. we haven't we haven't covered big boss man yet i mean he, he's gonna kind of be the focus of this uh of this match um i mean we've covered undertaker in the past i'll get into the undertaker a little bit but
0: uh right i mean undertaker is something like i yeah you don't even really need to know about no. wrestling to know who undertaker <laughs> yeah, is you know no. i mean well i never heard of big boss man until recently so so big boss no, man yeah
1: um prof- uh, real name birth name ray trailer um, which is kind of a funny name, but um, <laughs> it is. Uh, he 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 debuted actually as Big Bubba, um, nineteen eighty-five at age twenty-two.
0: Twenty-two. Wow. Yeah, so
1: young. I mean, he, he. We'll get into it later, but he did not even really live that long. Um, he get, he debuted for Jim Crockett Promotion uh, as the bodyguard of Jim Cornette. So Jim Crockett Promotion. Um, think like the old uh, Starcade eighty five that we covered on Thanksgiving. So that that era of WCW. Um Boss Man became more of a household name for him uh when he joined the WWF back in nineteen ninety eight. Um and he went right into a feud with the mega powers being Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Um and then talk about like names that haven't aged well. He was He's a big guy and he was tagging with um his partner Akeem and they formed their their tag team was called the Twin Towers Ugh. because of them because <laughs> of their size. So um like, Yeah. yeah. There's gonna be a lot of things that don't insane. age well <laughs> in in this uh in this uh, episode today. But also Akeem, I should also just while we're on the topic of things not aging well, Akeem was a white dude who dressed in african like tribal things so 1998 uh yeah thankfully we had the macho man and hulk hogan put him in their place but <laughs> <laughs> humbled him real quick yeah. so anyways uh big boss so that was the big boss man character he, he pretty much came out as a corrupt cop he was a you know would come out pretty much beat like lower ranking uh, wrestlers with his nightstick and stuff, just like a real jackass. Um, so we're already seeing like trends of of bad police character. <laughs> um, and I guess I should s- and nothing's changed. Yeah, and and I guess I should say that too. I mean, we'll get into Ray Trailer a little bit, but I mean, you know, I, I, like everything in wrestling, you know, this is it's about characters. You know, I mean, I don't know if Ray Trailer was really a shitty person. I mean, I have my own opinions about him, but it's more about the symbolic. Nature of him playing an abusive cop is why we're covering this. It's
0: a stage presence, yeah. right? That's really yeah. all it is. Though he did have that tattoo. But I'm not sure. Yeah,
1: like, like we'll like, get into that a
0: little. What that means. <laughs> so,
1: but um, yeah. but yeah. So Boss Man uh, leaves WWF 1993 for WCW. I'm not even gonna get into that run. All that we need to know is that he comes back in 1998, and he pretty much becomes Vince McMahon's personal bodyguard. And is one of the very first members of probably one of the biggest heel factions of the later 90s. And that is the corporation, which is Vince McMahon pretty much using like his he's the president of the company. And he's pretty much, you know, officially becoming like the heel boss, the boss that you want to beat the shit out of, if that makes sense. And this, oh, yes. and this is really what got Stone Cold so beloved because you know Stone Cold is the everyday man, and Vince McMahon is the shithead boss, and everybody wants to beat up their boss, and Stone Cold's actually doing it. So it's it's all this is this is WWF is on fire at this point.
0: The American dream being able to beat the shit out of your boss. Yes.
1: <laughs> so that's pretty much um, where we're at with Big Boss Man coming in. So he is Vince McMahon's right hand man, and at this time in like late '98, um, early '99. So this is WrestleMania is taking place in March '99. The Corporation is is starting this feud with the corp with uh with the Ministry of Darkness. Okay, so now we're talking about Undertaker here, and bear with me. This is going to be a pretty confusing and crazy history of (laughs) the Ministry of Darkness but this is pretty much where we're at so Undertaker is uh, kind of taking on this more like you know he's been like the uh, the dead man you know he's kind of been this like zombie wrestling character for you know years now um at this point in like 1990 early 99 he kind of starts to become this like like druid uh like messiah like what he actually calls himself some what does he say he is he uh
0: the messiah interesting yeah
1: he kind of just becomes like an e like think of it as like an evil priest (laughs) Um, like and, he sta- got it. and he starts recruiting, recruiting different people. He, so he recruits Bradshaw and Farouk. They call they call themselves the Acolytes. They have like the weird druidic symbols on them. Um, he also recruits the Brood, which is like a bunch of vampires, including Edge from our last wrestling episode. So he's got this kind of like gang of uh, kind of like supernatural uh kind of people I guess you could say and they're going right for Vince McMahon um you know they're they're in they're intimidating his daughter Stephanie uh they're going to his house undertaker has this like big symbol which oddly looks like a cross and he's like crucifying people on it it's it's really a wild time and i you know it's it's probably deserves an episode of its own just on the Ministry of Darkness is like, shenanigans that they're doing. But, like I said, their main target is um, Vince McMahon. So, like I said, it's a lot more confusing than I let on, but all you need to know is that, yeah, Undertaker's like a druid priest. He's got a gang of vampires and, like, you know, all sorts of other shit
0: going on. I feel like I'm playing an RPG game with all these different yeah. classes. You have the druid, the priest. It, the. Ow. And this really gets into, like, uh, like,
1: so this is the era of WWF where it's, like, everybody had to have, like, a gang or, like, a posse. Like, everybody other than, like, Stone Cold, like, everybody was in some kind of, like, like, faction. So it's just the way things were then um for better or worse I feel
0: like that hasn't changed much now. I mean, you've got yeah. like I mean, I know it's more it's not quite WWE, but you got like undisputed era and yeah. stuff like that. So,
1: That's true. You do. And you and it, you don't Maybe see it as much cuz like you'd see like back then there was like imagine if everybody in wrestling was like a part of just like four different gangs. So, you have it a little more spread out. You know, there's not like these like 12-man gang factions anymore. So, but that's pretty much in a nutshell where we're at today. Undertaker is going after the boss and the boss is sending in his number 1 muscle, Big Boss Man. Um yeah. I mean, that's 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 is there anything that that's is the there context. anything else that you we need to know, Steve? <laughs> or is that pretty much covered? I don't think so. That this, pretty much covers yeah. it. And this this match is uh We'll get into it. It's not the greatest match overall either, but
0: um, I guess we can fire it up. You know, it's. uh, I mean, right off the bat, it's definitely. You know me. I like my. um, What do you call that kind of high flying gymnastics? Oh yeah, no, it's not that trapeze artist. Uh, This is a bit less of that. You know, I would like more of that. But hey, uh, we got some crimson. You know, so. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's still blade job approved.
1: Overall, we still we still got some blades in here, and it is like like Steve said. I mean, this is like a. I mean, Undertaker—he's not known for a super lot of high flying, and Bossman's probably like you know three
0: fifty. I was gonna say I don't think he's like capable of yeah. it. I mean, he's more of a of a tank, you know, yeah. like a. So All fair right, enough. Let's, okay. let's get into well, this
1: and let's let's watch along here. Um, okay.
0: Here we go. I'm hitting play. It's beginning. All right. So yeah, we, we got, got no audio. That's fine. No, we don't need
1: audio. We got the Hell in the Cell coming down here.
0: So yeah, this 1999. Is, yeah, 99. Okay. So this is this is this is the WWF. When did it become WWE?
1: Uh, became WWE, I think, like 2002, maybe 2001.
0: That sounds okay. Sounds about So pretty soon after this, and okay, yeah, here comes Big Boss Man. Uh, yeah. Complete now. What is that? Is it a tattoo on his arm? So I mean, I'm thinking, it looks I, like it, it's kind of a half. <laughs> I think it's a half, uh, half and half. Uh, uh, American flag, other half might be Confederate flag. Once again, very on-brand.
1: Yeah. I don't even know if it's half and half. I've always thought it was just a Confederate flag. Um, so, like, I mean, yeah. like we should say, I mean, like I said, Big Boss Man, he's being portrayed by Ray Trailer. I don't know, you know, I mean, I don't know the guy. I mean, he is dead, but, you know, he does have a Confederate. 2004, confeder- 2004 yeah. 2004. At, at age 41. Pretty young.
0: Good luck. Same same something as Kobe. Rest in peace. Here's some M and M's crispy. An ad for M and M's crispy. 1989 package.
1: Debut. Maybe
0: the debut. Now, of course, we've gone. We've gotten a lot farther. Now we. They just recently came out with brownie M and M's, yes, they are incredible. Thank you for asking. Anyways, though, back to Ray. Trailer. (laughs) Back to Ray. Trailer. Fair enough.
1: I don't know if he's a you know racist person. I you know I I would assume by the. Confederate flag tattoo—that you know he wasn't, uh, you know, you know, i do I don't—I I would assume maybe he made a an uncolored joke in
0: his life, you know, off off-color remark here and there. Either that, or he's just really giving it all method acting for the show. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, it could be either of those. I'm gonna assume that he's a good dude. Well, he was a good dude, rest in peace. But um for his stage presence. He's yeah, that's a good what's a good way to do it. Yeah. Now, who do we have walking out okay, here my friend? so
1: here we go. We it's got all. we got the Druid Prince himself, the Ministry of Darkness's uh leader, Undertaker, kind of with his manager Paul Bear. You know, Paul Bear's been around forever. Um he's been you know, he he debu- he didn't debut the Undertaker, but he's been the Undertaker's manager for for a long time and uh you know he's he's still pretty involved here uh lots of big facial expressions from paul bearer here
0: i feel like if there is ever a biopic on him paul walter hauser's got that locked down <laughs> yeah paul walter hauser call your agent buddy i would love to see it well they, i mean there's there's been
1: speculation forever about doing like a like a wwf biopic or like a tv series about the behind the scenes shenanigans i mean there's so much drama and so much like uh, just i mean clearly i mean it's it's a very interesting subject especially vince mcmahon's ego (laughs) and stone colds uh just charisma i don't know it would be a very interesting show i would assume
0: but I, I worry that that kind of um, ego is kind of what would prevent such a thing from ever being developed, you know? I feel yeah. like it, there's a lot of loopholes and a lot of, you know, stingency uh, that gets in the way, but, hey, what do I know? I mean, because, yeah, like, if you could get, like, a, you know, like The Last Dance, the Michael mm-hmm. Jordan documentary series, like, if you could do something like that, but with, like, the complete history of the uh, WWF, oh, yeah. that would be pretty cool. I think I think that could be done really well. But, again, that's kind of, that's kind of given a lot of uh, – allowances from you know the big wigs yeah we might see we might see
1: something after mcmahon passes away i don't know you know once once he gets th- his
0: money that, that guy's got a lot of money i looked at yeah. him up. that guy's got a lot of money
1: so we're under the match here uh boss man's got undertaker right in the ropes they're just kind of beating his ass um i mean so yeah Not much to it kind of give kind of give a little description of boss man here Steve,
0: I mean, all you have to do is just go on Twitter and see pictures of awful cops, Mm -hmm. and you've got what Big Boss Man looks like. I mean, he's dressed in the nines. He's got his, uh, almost looks like he's got a Kevlar, you know? I don't think it's like a bulletproof vest, but it looks like he's maybe got one underneath, and he's got the whole shebang, the gloves, the the leather gloves. Yeah, Um, he looks the part. He's he's
1: coming out like Riot Cop, instead of, you know, just like the... He doesn't look like he's about to serve and protect. <laughs>
0: he looks like he just got done firing, you know, like a, a tear gas right? yeah. or you know, some poor teenager's eye, yeah. protester's eye. Yeah,
1: and he and he We're just, just is he is he is like a pretty, you know, going back to you know, I, I don't know the guy, but he is a he just has like an evil look
0: about him. <laughs> um, wow, well, I mean, Undertaker has that to a you're right. Undertaker, speaking of looking the part, my God, yeah. I mean, Undertaker just looks like a menacing, you know, a menacing uh, uh presence on the ring. It's all in his face and everything. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, and this is this is prime Undertaker. Um, you know, this is Undertaker. I mean, maybe you know you could say that ninety-five to this is like you know the best that he was. I mean, he's in great shape. Look at all these like sit-ups he's doing where he he pops back up like that. I mean, <laughs> that's not easy to do. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I just cause like I mean like like I said I don't think you need to know anything about Russ the no Undertaker. He's not quite he's not like a brand like Michael Jordan but he's definitely one of the more you know he's been in the game for so long and you know Absolutely. he's uh, I mean I'm not I'm not going to say he's a brand but he definitely is like a face at some point was a face of the WWF so. Oh
1: yeah, I mean he I think he know. does he he transcends wrestling quite a bit. I mean I think he's he's one of those guys. He's he's not quite Austin level he's not quite Rock Hogan level, but I think he's up in that top five.
0: Well, he's not an actor, and he didn't bring down Gawker for millions and hundreds of millions of dollars, so he's not quite at that level yet. So, speaking of that, I did watch a lot of that. I think I told you I watched a lot of that stuff about yeah, good stuff.
1: So, like you said, Steve, this isn't your type of match. I mean, we got a lot of heads being slammed into
0: uh, the uh, the rails here, the cage. End. well I will say this though it's not my kind of match but I do love good cage match. I love it when the cage is used okay. which it is right now. It's cages. it's you know you've got both of them pretty much getting blasted left and rights. You know, breaking news, breaking news right now. The handcuffs have come out. <laughs> yes. The cop himself, a cab man himself. He's brought the, the the handcuffs. Obviously he plans to cuff our boy here. Yeah,
1: he's in a cuff undertaker like up to the to the cell um immobilizing him so that he can continue to just assault him um
0: sounds about right sounds uh like nothing's changed yeah mm-hmm. yep
1: and so undertaker here is chained up with these these like gimmick handcuffs
0: and uh <laughs> i mean you're about to find out why yeah. they're you oh, I mean, now he just grabbed the baton Nightstick now, ready. hold on. We're, we're actually going to go back for a minute. I'm going to go oh, 10 okay, seconds back. Okay. He, when he grabs the baton, yes. big boss man, he twirls it. And i got to say, a pretty amazing. Watch him twirl it right here. Watch. Pretty cool. Okay. Great camera work. Yeah. I think it just looks badass. What can I say? I mean, he. I'm going to um, say he practices
1: that a little too much maybe.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I, I don't know. If it looks that cool, I don't yeah, care how much practice it takes. He even know?
1: gives like the rail a little tink, like a, like a prison guard would, would maybe.
0: Who's gonna say a prison guard? Oh, now he now big boss man used the baton to attack our boy. Um, Undertaker kind of falls to his on his ass, bringing the 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 handcuffs with him. Snaps right off, him, mm-hmm. right off. I mean, yeah. I don't think that was intentional. No, I think it was definitely
1: happened. not intentional. Um, and actually, it, it doesn't really go. I think deep enough, but Undertaker did blade right there. I um, mean, he's blading again here. He he's like he has a blade in his hand, and you can see it this whole time. Yeah, there you go. Well, he's whole, he's hiding it right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's hiding it behind his leg. But that was the Undertaker blade job when he gets hit with that nightstick right in the head. Um, and yeah, you can see him just kind of zip himself right, right, right there.
0: And you can tell because he moves his head his his hair out yeah. of the way, so the camera can yeah. get that nice crimson mask. I mean, it's not really a crimson mask. But it's on its way. I mean, you can. There's definitely a cut there. You can see it for our pleasure, might I add.
1: But here it goes, Undertaker. It's in a little second wind, throwing a Boss Man into the cage. Um, you know, like I said, this a lot of cage work. Yeah, a lot of cage work. The, this episode is really, I feel like, you know, this is a cathartic episode for people who want to just see the cops get
0: theirs. <laughs> um, just like they uh, just like do the right thing. This has more relevancy now than ever. Yes,
1: like I said, this. This, this went from uh, pretty much universally uh, despised to, I think, pretty relevant and uh, uh, like, uh, low-key celebrated Timeless, <laughs> by, by the now, younger generation Eric, of I-
0: fans. Exactly. A new wave, if you will. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm I'm going to ask this while Undertaker is pulling out the chair, which he really could have been grabbing from any of our parents' basements for so that mm-hmm. kind of chair. Anyway, what is up with the front of his, um, I'm going to say, tank top vest-looking thing? He's got a little window to his chest here. Yeah,
1: there. so that actually, I believe, I want is the kind of showcasing the – oh, here's Paul. He's – Yucking it up. He does He's just yucking it. He's,
0: that, that's a good phrase. He's yucking it up. That's all I can say. I, Yuck up to the camera. But I
1: believe Undertaker's shirt has his uh, symbol uh, etched uh, into his it.
0: sigil. Um, okay.
1: And if you look in the crowd like behind him, occasionally you'll see people. They'll, they'll hold up signs with the symbol of Undertaker. And it, it, I mean, like I said, it looks like a cross. Um, and, I mean, I believe they also got some flack for that by, you know, crucifying people on that. You know, you know, sacrilege and whatnot.
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying that I want it because it's a nice little window to the chest here. Yeah, nice. which I have many, nice. many chest hairs. So um, what we were, what we missed here was Undertaker pretty much picking up all, what, 350 pounds of pure all-cops-or-bastards energy <laughs> yes. and slamming him headfirst into the cage. I like that. And yeah. there was a dude in the audience who knew the camera was there, so trying to get a nice little, yeah. tried to get some attention on camera. I don't know what he's doing nowadays, but... Yeah, probably as a family now.
1: Yeah, I've actually probably there's a there was a, a meme going around actually um, that was actually saying all cops are boss man, and it was uh, <laughs> it was boss man at the end Love of this it. match as well as well Ah, early. Yes, but um he very much so. boss man he does a little eye poke there to Undertaker. You know he's just dirty,
0: he's just di- dirty cop, and uh, <sighs> some things never change. I want to keep making that. Steve, joke. Steve though that time. maneuver right there,
1: Undertaker with the big flip off the ropes.
0: I'm going back I mean, to watch, watch again this. control. This is
1: a big man. That's nice.
0: Yeah. I know you like that's that. That's a full front flip, too. Yeah. I do like that quite a bit. So uh, I, I do like how men twice my age and twice as big, <laughs> as big as me can do. And I'm not a small guy, but can do a nice front flip like yeah. that. These guys are in shape. Ways I can't even fathom.
1: But we did miss it that, yeah, Boss Man did, uh, did, did slice himself open um, when he hit the cage back when uh, Undertaker picked him up and threw him in, so... Um, this blade p- jobbing
0: is an art, dude. Yeah. You really have to keep it subtle. It really is all about knowing the right time to do it. I got to respect it. Now, describe what's happening so this here. Is here. This is a pretty classic Undertaker
1: cool. where he's on the top rope. Oh, and Bossman pulled him off. But, you know, Undertaker will do that, like w- rope walk sometimes and then jump off and, uh, you know, just give a big elbow to the to the guy who's who's kind of <laughs> on the bottom there. Um, he
0: jumps off and gives Steve Carly what he wants, although <laughs> this time it was thwarted by Boss yeah. Man when he kicked his feet out of the way, making him kind of land on his crotch, land, land on it right in his big undertaker, for sure, got damaged goods. So, so yeah, they're back in the ring.
1: Um, you know, If we had the audio on, we could hear the fans. They're actually chanting kind of what probably Steve is thinking through some of this in their... Saying this is boring, so
0: they're. uh, they're, (laughs) Now remember, this is WrestleMania, so yeah, yeah, damn right, you want to get things excited, of course. But I mean, I I know,
1: like, it's not, it's not your favorite. But I mean, I do love Undertaker's uh, punches. I think he does. He always looks like he's like fucking hitting people hard. (laughs)
0: Yeah, he puts a lot into it. You yeah, know? he doesn't pull the punches, and I gotta respect that. I just, you know, I, I it's harder for me to to like to. It's more believable to me when you have the high flying yeah. body slams. I hear you. know. You. I hear the punching you. and kicking, it's just not for me. But um, I do like this right here. Ooh, this is kind of a last a, minute yeah. redemption arc.
1: Nice low blow, you know, right in his Undertaker. Little dinker.
0: not Boss Man dealing the dealing the damage, True. dealing the goods. Very good. Very good. Right in the crotch, and here With he goes. Boss he gets man. him up. He's going for the pile driver, botches it.
1: Yeah, gets
0: himself in a corner, thrown about. I mean, under- I got to tell you, what's coming up here, right here? This is the end. Right, well, this is the finisher move. This is called a
1: tombstone. Tombstone pile driver, right on boss man's head.
0: Uh, ah man, I've seen too many horrible things on the internet where I see that, and I've seen people, videos of people like getting really paralyzed oh, yeah. from that kind of move. So to see that to see his head land like on that pile driver. There, man, there was I'm a like, time. Check out my boy. There was
1: a time in the '80s where pile drivers were, were banned from wrestling.
0: I can see why. You know how dangerous that shit is. But hey, for my pleasure for yeah. wrestling. So like we said,
1: Undertaker got the one two three. Match <laughs> is over, but he's looking to the sky. Um, seemingly <laughs> the
0: match is d- is over, but it ain't done. That's seemingly
1: submitting had. something from the from from the rafters and and.
0: Reminds me of Hulkamania when he gets, you know, when he freaking gets going. And spe- uh, speaking
1: um, of Seinfeld, we have Gangrel coming down in a puffy shirt, and we got Edge and Christian coming down as well. And like I said earlier, they are part of Undertaker's Ministry of Darkness. Um, they are love that name. Kind of vampire characters. Um, they would pour blood on people and stuff. And you know, they were just kind of doing this like goth gimmick. It was kind of fun. Uh, they had a really cool like nine inch nails like ask theme song uh, that's cool c- cool stuff but uh they're heading to the middle of that they're they're still on top of the cell they're heading to the middle Gangrel's is this is c- where it gets controversial <laughs> yeah, yes and they are hanging a rope through the top of really, the cell
0: they're,
1: they're really struggling now with that rope
0: yeah, they it takes them a long time to thread that needle, so to speak. And Undertaker's just um, like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Undertaker's like, "Like, if I stand here for another ten seconds, I'm gonna realize how stupid this is, and I'm gonna regret it. We're gonna stop it." But they're lowering down a nicely te- packed noose down yeah. from the top yeah. of the of the the cell, um, held together by duct tape. It looks like pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, boss man still laying on the ground. You know. Um, you know, this is. I, you have to wonder what these guys are thinking at this time. Like this could, I think Undertaker's thinking this could either ruin my career or make me a legend. I don't think either of those happened. To came, came out of this, no, not, definitely thinking, not for Undertaker. An interesting move. No,
1: ba- Boss Man. I don't know if Boss Man's career ever recovered after this. Actually, I I know for a fact it didn't because he had another just completely debacle of a hell in a cell, not too long after this. So you know he kind. Ca- this might be this is up there with one of the worst hell in the cells. But uh as we could see here, they're pulling the brood back up to the rafters, and Edge is completely just stuck. <laughs> he's
0: just, hanging in air. Stop moving! Oh,
1: up here we go, Paul Bear. He's he's hitting the button to lift the cell that has the noose attached to the to the middle of it, and.
0: uh there is something oddly and very very morbidly cathartic about seeing a cop who can who can't uh breathe. Yeah. Part of me was like should I even say that out loud? No,
1: it's I think that like I said, this episode is uh it, it was chosen for a reason.
0: You know. Yeah, he's thrashing, he's kicking. The imagery alone is really, yeah. I mean, I don't just the idea of him just hanging there right in the middle of the ring, yeah, surrounded by a bunch of bunch of fans. I don't know if anybody here's a fan of his or not, but <laughs> I mean, and he is I like mean,
1: just yeah. You, the Confederate effects wise, the Confederate uh, arm tattoo is showing. I mean, I personally no sympathy for me here. <laughs> I mean i I think it's yeah. I think it's great. Um, I mean, it it's it's a great, classic it? moment. But um, yeah, a
0: screenshot right there. Yeah, it's uh. I mean, what the hell can you say about that ending? It's pretty it's definitely uh it definitely is an eye opener it's definitely you know shocking to say the least but that's definitely um, just seeing a cop hanging there um i guess effects wise i don't know how they do that i mean because he's really hanging there yeah he's hanging by his throat he's
1: got some kind of harness in the back of that coat um but yeah so that's a that's the hell in the cell match there 99 at wrestlemania um Really got, uh, not surprisingly, hit with uh, very uh, negative reviews uh, immediately following. Like I said, I think it's aged differently. Um, I think you know the current generation of wrestling fans seems to have almost embraced it because I think the current generation of wrestling fans is also uh, the, the same generation of of just humans who are you know against all the injustices going on right now. So,
0: the wrestling community does seem like a very tolerant, very um, inclusive bunch, yeah. doesn't it? I don't really, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. It's kind of like Na- you know NASCAR, I kind of think, is a little bit more, um, how do I say this, a little more intolerant, a little more right-wing. Well, I don't know, though. Um,
1: recently in the news, Na- true, NASCAR's been
0: coming through. This is a turning point in NASCAR history. I'm just saying, compared to that kind of history, I feel yeah. like the wrestling community is... People, I mean, you know, it's more inclusive and more, um, oh, embracing for sure. than you might, one might think, which I gotta respect that. I um, mean, it, I have to wonder, I have to wonder if this episode were to have, like, aired, like, tonight. Yes. Like, I really wonder what the what kind of, um, reaction would, it would garner from, you know, the crowds today. Um, I know a lot of people so would hate it. That's for damn sure. I
1: have, I actually have a kind of a, a relevant story. Um, I was at an indie wrestling show, um, uh, maybe like four or five years ago. Um, it was a Lucha show down in, uh, Detroit. Nice. Um, so it was a lot of, uh, Latino, um, wrestlers, uh, a lot of masked wrestlers. And for the main event, um, everybody's kind of standing around and, the, the good, the good guys come out, the wrestlers come out the, with their masks and, um, they're in the ring. And then suddenly in the venue, all the lights come on. And there's, which I don't even know if this is legal, but it was, it's great, is four cops come into the ring, and a couple of them are ICE cops, some of them are just, you know, and they used to say they're Detroit cops, and everybody's booing the shit out of these cops because they think they're here to shut down the event or something, and it turns out these cops were actually heel wrestlers in costumes, and the babyfaces proceeded to just beat their ass, and everybody just lost their mind with these cops- getting just beat by the luchadors so i mean i think that that's a, it's time that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty accurate representation of i of how i think people would react to this segment today uh you know nobody's looking at the cops as the good guys um so i mean or should they and, and i think that was a really i mean it was a fun fun way to to you know kind of really get some like good heat at that local event was to have these guys dress up as cops and pretend to shut it down only to get their asses beat. Um, so yeah, that was, that. that's kind of what I would think, you know, if this was the air today, now, if it was the air today on WWE on TV, yeah, I don't know what reaction it would get, but I would say like the more indie wrestling fan, you know, like you said, it is pretty inclusive. You know, you go to the re- squared circle, Reddit, and You know, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like whining over, you know, actual wrestling stuff, but it's a very inclusive, uh, you know, community of fans, I would say, especially with more gay wrestlers and stuff now, uh, you know, a lot more wrestlers of color, a lot of Latino wrestlers, a lot of black wrestlers, I mean, Japanese wrestling fucking took over like crazy. So, I mean, you wouldn't have wrestling without diversity, and I think that it's, got something for everybody
0: well you know me one of my favorite wrestlers is dream himself oh yeah he's one of my favorites too so
1: yeah actually speaking of that he actually had a a match with uh, cole at the last uh takeover uh street fight in a parking lot uh yeah dream showed up in a lambo it was pretty it was pretty fun
0: I'll have to look into that. Yeah, that sounds good. It was
1: good. I mean, he, Dream did lose, hand. but it was still it was a fun match. <laughs>
0: but <laughs> you can't you can't win them all, man.
1: But um, but anyways, yeah. So you know, th- this was the the match that I kind of wanted to show today because I wanted to highlight. You know, you're right. You said it. You said it best, Steve. All cops are bastards, and all cops are boss man <laughs> in this situation. And. To you be know, fair, I did not coin that term. No, no, let's make that very clear. But um, you know, this <laughs> is this is our her. this is this is our way of showing you know R- Blade Job's stance on everything in the world right now. But um, let me, I'm just going to give a quick um, the aftermath of this. You know, Undertaker. Uh, so this is this is what what kills me about wrestling fans, though, is that this this is what people like. This was the hill that people wanted to die on was, like, you know, like, they'll defend wrestling till the day they die. They'll defend, like, oh, man, like, I know, like, yeah, like, they still hurt each other. Like, I know it's not real, but, like, it's, you know, they are they fucking hit each other still. But there were so many where they were, like, oh, he hung Boss Man, I'm out. (laughs) Like, I know he's not dead. Like, you want me to think he's dead? Like, they kind of, this is where they decided to be, like, oh, well, that's fake. (laughs) So...
0: not everything else
1: yeah and to credit them you know boss man did trot his ass back out the next day on monday night raw so um you know just just all around i mean the symbolism is fun the match is fun but i mean ultimately the the work in the it's not the most exciting match and it's not the best story so blade job approved but um you know I think Blade I would job barely Yeah, right? I think I would only recommend this match just for the kind of what the fuck historical uh uh kind of historical reference of it. Not not don't I mean, you're not going to see a a five-star match here that's like going to blow your socks off. So
0: I mean, I'll, this is the first time I've seen somebody get ugh, hanged yes. uh, right on, on, right in the square yeah. circle itself. So, and and, and know, if, if we had the
1: sound on, too, the audience is just dead silent <laughs> during. Oh, during, see, during the... go.
0: it's, it's good to know that us not having audio for it yeah. make a difference. And
1: you can hear that. You can hear the announcers trying to find every word in their mental thesaurus to not say it, hanged. And they're trying to be like, huh. hey, you know, oh, my God, he's strong. Oh, my God, he's – this is symbolic of something. The Undertaker's – so, I mean, they're doing everything they can to, <laughs> to
0: not – He's floating in midair yeah. with the help of a random rope-like apparatus. They're like, he's it's choking
1: like, yeah. the under- he's Undertaker's choking <laughs> him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> j- j- just say it, Eric. Just say it. He can't breathe. Yeah. Just say yeah. it. Yeah. So, Relevancy. Um, yeah.
1: So, I mean, yeah, that, like I said, this was just kind of a fun – episode to kind of just you know put one put one out at the cops for uh all the shit that they we've been going through lately but uh yeah so that's i think that's pretty much a wrap like i said you know i don't want to get too much into uh ray trailer and all this i mean we could go on and on about all that but that's for a different podcast i don't want to get you know all you need to know is he had a confederate tattoo he's from georgia he played a cop uh, he got his, you know.
0: He died on September 22nd, <laughs> 2004 at age 41 a yeah. heart attack. Man, that is outrageous. Yeah, I
1: mean, probably not the healthiest guy. Uh, wrestling, you know. I mean, evidently not. Has taken its toll on a lot of people, unfortunately. So. Yeah. um But, yeah, I mean, this, this is a fun match just for, you know, revolution's sake because that seems to be kind of the flavor of, um, in everybody's mouth right now and it should be so um
0: anything yeah, else overall man? it's a nice cathartic it's, yeah. a, it's a nice cathartic experience yeah. um, you know it doesn't need to be anything more than that but you know it's definitely cathartic to watch at this time but other than that i mean i think that's a wrap nice short and sweet but yeah. impactful so yeah like i said you know, know, i think I'm this happy. i think
1: this worked with the uh, doing a, a digital kind of wrestling i think we'll have more of these coming um like i said we're gonna have i i I do want to focus on some uh some booker t matches some uh you know he's got some great ones from tna and even even later in wwf but his tna shit is is extremely bloody which i would love to cover where he gets some of those um championships and i'd even love to go back to like the 80s when we had junkyard dog butch reed some of these like old school black champions so we'll find some of those um we'll cover them when it's appropriate when we have enough information to get a good uh you know well-informed episode out um and until then like and i then said be- oh go ahead
0: in, in, in between i'll make sure i find us plenty more italian dubbed uh <laughs> yes. 80s horror movies so, yeah i'm so gonna keep that going
1: yeah and until then yeah like i said if you want to look more into some black champions grappling with color look it up great place to start and uh you know there's a lot of there's a lot of i mean it's hard you know just do the research there's a lot out there um it's it's pretty easy to find right now a lot of those black stories and black um wrestling experiences and just regular black experiences are being amplified so uh go you know you don't have to look too hard it's it's out there so
0: and if if i may and again we are definitely um you know supported it, it, it's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on right now but um you know i like to think that you and i are with this podcast i feel like what we're trying to do um is kind of provide some what's the word not a distraction because there's a lot of parts of the world right now that you don't want to be distracted from yeah. but you know if we could provide even a little bit of entertainment. Uh, yeah. I think you know. I think the world needs that, and I do think that we. And I, I, for, I would love to look more into this uh, grappling with color. I'm going to look into that tonight because I think that's exciting, and I want to look at more into that. But yeah. You know, again, yeah, I, I just, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Is that I hope we can um, provide some, you know, distraction from the shit, but also bring light to the good.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what we're trying to do: keep it light, keep it relevant um you know let let the let the really important stories be heard before ours i think that's that's
0: we're there if we're there if you need us yeah. you know but uh don't let us distract from what's really going on out there so we're just a couple of boys so beautifully said D- metro yeah. detroit boys thank you thank you so but yeah like i All said right, we'll Eric. have more you know we'll have more
1: wrestling coming we'll have more movies coming um and oh we'll have more videos coming too i've been uh, <laughs> so i actually I got my first video taken down, but It didn't, you know, we got to be careful with these. Anything with WWE property didn't even, did, couldn't even bitch. keep it up. So I got to figure out a way to either, I don't know. I'll, I'm working with it. But we still have, you know, speaking of uh, great matches with uh, two black wrestlers, I mean, we got the Dante Fox and uh, Killshot match up on YouTube right now. Probably one of the bloodiest matches ever um featuring uh like i said dante fox and uh um isaiah, uh, isaiah Scott? Um, well i know i'm a strange shane strickland but go check out that match if you haven't um that shit's crazy <laughs>
0: so <laughs> fair enough um all right eric that's it that's all we got
1: that's it for us though but like i said we'll be back uh we'll be back next we'll be back in two weeks with some with something good
0: that's the. And that's a promise. That's a guarantee. That's right a there. guarantee. All right. All right. I that's didn't lose my voice
1: us. too bad, but it is going.
0: Fair enough. All right. That's it. See you guys. Honor.